What radio, the music you want. With your host, he's Dan. It's very important you don't stink today. Hey, I make no guarantees. RadioWhat.com What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? Where do I send you every time? DJLittleRock.com. DJLittleRock.com. Check availability, get a free price quote, and maybe you could have B at your next event. I am honored to play for you. I am honored to be your servant. The ones and twos, the digital wheels of steel, two turntables and a microphone. Yeah, I get to play for the people. The honor is mine. Yes. <laughs> you know, weddings and, and corporate events and birthday parties. There and sweet sixteens, man. I haven't done a sweet sixteen in a couple months. Yeah, yeah. It's time to get a sweet sixteen out there. You know you're going to celebrate after we break out of the house and go out and do things. Remember doing things. Yeah, doing things. All right. Today on the program, speaking of entertainment, speaking of songs and doing things, today on the program, Jennifer Malat. Yes, I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. I will probably get it wrong throughout the podcast. Maybe, maybe not, but I'll probably have her pronounce her name, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure that that's the way it's said. And you have that to look forward to in your ears in the next few minutes. This week's shows, this would be the part of the podcast where I put in uh, what shows I'm doing this week due to the novel COVID-19 coronavirus i have no public shows no private shows no karaoke jams no video dance parties no weddings no birthdays no corporate events no nothing (laughs) all i have is podcast to keep me occupied yes getting to talk to very interesting people and one of those interesting people has been a long time coming i think at least a month ago we talked about this and thankfully i was able to you know, we were able to get our schedules together and get this going. So, uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's get into it with Jennifer Malat. Calling Jennifer Malat now. Hi, Miss Jennifer, please. Yes, this is Jennifer. Hello, it's Keys Dan from the What Makes You Famous podcast. How are you doing? Hello, I'm wonderful. How are you? Super duper. Happy Earth Day. Yes, happy Earth Day to you. (laughs) 50th anniversary of Earth Day as we speak. I know. (laughs) It's beautiful outside too, so that's a plus. Well, it's been a little rainy, but all in all, a great day here in uh, Central Arkansas, Conway, Arkansas, which is where I'm speaking to you from. Uh, whereabouts are you, Miss Jennifer? Um, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. I hear that I lived there for my first year. Uh, between you know, one years old. I have cousins in Indiana. Uh, one of them used to teach. I think she's retired now at Indiana Purdue. And uh, I, oh, I guess yeah. I lived in Greenville. I have a cousin uh-huh. there as well. Uh, Charity. 
I think she just celebrated her birthday. She's about two years older than me. So uh, I'll give her a happy birthday shout out as we talk to Jennifer. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, notice that I'm avoiding pronouncing your last name because I do not want to mispronounce it. So please yeah. give the people a little idea of who you are and uh, please pronounce your name. Okay. Um, my name is Jennifer Malat, like a lot, but with an M, Malat. <laughs> There's no A, but it's just M-L-O-T-T, kind of a funny spelling. Um, but I'm 24. I live here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm a uh, new country uh, recording artist. So that's what I do. And I'm also a dancer. I love to tap dance. And um, I have a bunch of different hobbies, so I keep myself busy. But, um, you know, it's a little crazy right now. I know the world is going through some crazy times, but I just like to spread some love and positivity to everyone through my music and through um, my dancing and things like that, too. So, that's <laughs> well, me. <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer Malott, and I, I do have this uh, belief that you're missing a vowel in your name uh somewhere uh in, in <laughs> yeah. time there was a vowel back then and it got lost maybe on ellis island somewhere uh yes. <laughs> in the immigration hey we we forgot a vowel back where we're from hmm all right exactly yeah <laughs> but yeah, that's it's cool like m-l-o-t-t which is pretty different now you have your fans have a, a different kind of name as well you call your fans what? Oh, I call them my Malotters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my Malotters Nation. Um, I just love my fans so much, and I just created a group so everyone can hang out and get together and talk and, you know, have a good time, spread some love. And uh, I just love them so much. So they're called the Malotters Nation. <laughs> well, I've been excited to talk to you. You're a smiley person. I can tell you're smiling on the other end of this phone line. And, and I say phone line because <laughs> even though we're wireless, I'm old. Okay. I remember phone lines. There are no more <laughs> phone lines for the most part. I think people, right. maybe some older folks and some businesses might have some landlines, but for the most part, we're wireless, baby. Get to the yes, now. They are. <laughs> So, all right, growing up in Indianapolis, I I know that there's snow there. The seasons do change. I remember seeing pictures of myself as a baby in the snow. So I know I was there at some point, probably around 1970. I'm 51 years old. I'm celebrating that. You know, Uh, I I, I did have a little little hesitation being in the in the music industry and the in the entertainment business, uh, the vanity uh, of being, oh, I don't want to tell people my age. I don't want to age out of certain things. But as soon as I turned 50, I celebrated. No problem. That's a, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and you. Music is timeless. So, you know. <laughs> and you celebrating your youth. You're 24 years old and just having a wonderful time. Yeah, I say in your 20s, do whatever you want. I tell people to do that. But, you know, you, you painted yourself as a country singer. I don't think you're a country singer. I think you're a singer because every song that I've heard from you, you know, perusing your Spotify, perusing your YouTube page, you sing so many different styles. Your voice bends around every type of of genre. In fact, there's there's a song out there. It it sounds like a very uplifting song. Um, Well, the can't get over you. That was pretty cool. That was, you know, kind of a 
uh, you know, what if I fell out of love? What if you left? I think it's about the dog that's in the video. I have this feeling <laughs> that it's about that yeah, dog. <laughs> it's a different, yeah, we just, we decided to do a different take on the music video. And I thought it would be kind of cool to have a surprise ending. So we decided that it was going to be about that. But typically, like the, the way that um, my friend Dave Lucid and I, we were collabing um, about was, you know, it's all about love. So, you know, it could be about a, a bunch of different things. It's just how you interpret it. Absolutely. And I, you know, like I said, it's not really a country song. It's a song. It's a good song. It's a beautiful song. It, it really showcases your sultry voice. You can you can do lounge singing if you want to. You could do country singing if you want to. But don't and I, I don't want you to limit yourself. Now, you do have a very uplifting song, the different drummer song I was listening to. Well, give the people what is that about? Uh, different drummer is a song about expression. It's about a song, um, a way to help people understand that you are you and you are born the way you're supposed to be. And uh, no matter what, just, you know, walk to the beat of your own drum and be who you are. Don't try to be somebody else because there's only you, only one you in the whole world, you know, and there'll never be another. So <laughs> I got that from the lyrics. Um, <laughs> uh, walk to the beat of your own drummer is basically the whole point of it. And what I decided to do was I wanted to um, incorporate another passion of mine, which is tap dancing. Yes. And I decided that I wanted to make that as a percussion instrument. So that was something really different for me. And that was kind of my way too of um, showing the world to how, you know, I love dance and I love singing. So, you know, it's, it's a different, it's just like the way I express myself. If that makes sense. Jennifer, Malai, so. it, it's a great video. It does showcase your tap dancing. I have a 14-year-old daughter. She's been dancing more than six years, including tap dance. And I am going to show her this video. And it just, it showcases you. You're so happy. It's joyful. It just, man, it it jumps out at me. And, and the sound, like I said, not country. It, you know, and, and I guess... It, you know, it, it could be painted a, a some way, another, you know, one way or another. But I, I don't think that there's a limit on you. Don't paint yourself in a country box. I'm going to say that. Well, I think I decided, that's the running theme. Right. I decided that I wanted to make it kind of an electric country feel and something that's never really that I haven't heard before. And especially putting my tap in it, too. Um, you know, tap dancing isn't really in the country. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to, you know throw some new things out there and show the world. So that's kind of what I decided. And um, I absolutely love modern country, new country, but I also do like to do pop and uh, R&B and things like that. Yeah. Jennifer, a lot. It, it gives me a timeless type of classic. It something of the late sixties, early seventies. That's what I get taken back to when I listen to a few of the songs that you that you have. And I'm, I'm guessing that, the, well, how many originals do you have? Cause you have a lot of covers that are kind of sprinkled in there to give a, a little showcase of, of your talent, the things that you can do this way, you know, you don't get limited in, in one way or another. If a songwriter comes to you right. and says, Hey, I think your voice would be good for this song. They can kind of get an idea of what your talents could be 
Bantu. Now, do you write songs as well, or are you the uh, the songstress? I um, am actually writing my own original music as well. Um, I like to do covers, but I like to do collaborations and originals that I have written myself. I'm actually working on a few different ones right now. And the way the world is right now, um, you can't really get in, into a recording studio, but I have tons of different originals planned. Um, and I'm super, super excited. But, you know, right now with everything going on, it's a little difficult to, <laughs> you know, get into the studio. But, you know, it'll happen. It'll work out. But, um, yes, I love to write. Well, for the people that are listening right now, they understand what's going on. But as we record this in April of 2020, for those of you listening far into the future, perhaps 10, 20, 50 years from now, if this is the only uh, the only podcast, the only uh, historical uh, thing that you have to go by what's going on right now, we're in the middle of a, a pandemic. It's the novel COVID-19 coronavirus it's got us all stuck indoors and we're finding new ways uh, for a creative outlet and so what have you been doing since you've been stuck inside uh, these days <laughs> well i've been practicing a lot um i play guitar as well so i'm just uh writing playing guitar um i've actually been sewing a lot um i have a bunch of different little passions of mine so i i definitely keep myself busy but Mostly, it's my music that keeps me going as well as my guitar playing. So I've just really been focusing on that um, as well as, you know, talking to people online. I love social media. So whenever I get to talk to my friends, my fans, my family, I think it's really, really important in times like these. And I really I really do enjoy um, being able to connect with people from all over the world. You know, I've I have friends from Japan, I have friends from Canada, um, the UK, so it's a really, really nice thing to have to be able to, you know, speak to people from all over the world. Um, I think that's really, really awesome, and it makes me feel really good. Absolutely, I agree. And I get to talk to people on this podcast, and in particular, from people from all over the world. The internet, it can be uh, something that, that can be used for good or for bad. And I'm glad that you're using it for good. I, I find that, that you Thank can you. Co- collaborate with people all over the world. You might find a talent uh, from overseas, from, well, I mean, as close as one of the states, but I mean, from Japan, from uh, Australia, from yeah. the Middle East, that uh, you can collaborate with uh, and and never meet them in person. You, the, uh, you know, for, for I mean, for, for a lot of independent artists, they're getting... The recording equipment, uh, you know, maybe for under a thousand bucks, you can get yourself your own little recording studio and do it all on your own. I think the, rec- exactly. the record companies are freaking out about that. They're finding different ways of, of how to uh, help out the artist. But I mean, you could do it independently. You could record yourself in your own room or, you know, in a room in your house that you have set up and do it all. I mean, is that exactly. is, is that yeah. what you're doing? You say you, you don't get to the recording studio, but. Do you have a studio that you work with? Um, I definitely have certain parts of equipment that I am able to do that. I mean, I've done, you know, collaborations or, you know, sung in a microphone that I do own here in my home. But, um, you know, I do, I, I record in Nashville, Tennessee. I record in Indianapolis, Indiana. And um, I, I have done a few things um, at my home too. But I think it's, I really, really want to be able to, 
bring it to the best of my ability. Uh, so I really appreciate the studio. Um, I love my producer. I love being able to go to the studio and record there. Um, but it's definitely something to look into. And uh, I have done a few things. So, you know, we're just working and learning and seeing how it goes, you know. No, you're smart, Jennifer. It's so good to work with others. You, you need that discerning ear because a creator, uh, a songwriter, a songstress such as yourself, somebody who, who can actually play guitar. I'm very jealous. I have three guitars and I can only play like two or three chords on each. Hey, you know, but uh, OK, somebody who could play guitar and sing along and accompany herself, you might come in to a studio, uh, a recording studio with a certain idea. But then you have a producer that's made records before, that's done this before, that may be a little bit more impartial and won't, you know, you'll the, you'll bring them something, you'll record it. And then they'll say, hey, what if we change this note here? What if we twist this here what if we fine-tune this here and then you come out with something totally or or something exceptional because you had a collaboration you had a a discerning ear has this is this something that's happened to you before um i would say you know when it comes to writing your own music writing your own originals um you know i've i've put things i've given things to my producer and he's really really liked it but what's really important and what's something that I really love is when I can have um, other people look at it and be like, you know, you know, if uh, since I'm playing guitar, oh, you know, like a, a drums would be really good with this or strings or, you know, there's so, you know, it's endless, it's limitless. So I really like to be able to work with other um, musicians as well when you're putting down tracks and things like that. So, um, you know, I'm, I don't do all acoustic. <laughs> So um, I think it's really important too. So, but my producer, um, he's absolutely amazing. His name is Mike and he is just, he makes me feel so comfortable and safe and he makes me feel like, you know, he will put out what I want to put out and he, you know, really has the best interest at heart um, for me. And I really, really appreciate that. And I'm, I have such a close tight knit group of people that are so genuine and, kind and really look out for me so I always appreciate that so I um I don't think I've ever felt um you know they want to change my whole song or anything like that but um I just feel really grateful to have the people that I do have um to help me out no I don't I don't mean that they change everything of course and you give credit where oh, credit no, is you're, due you're you know you have a producer yeah. And d- definitely give shout outs. You, we have time. I want to know more about you. I want to know how Jennifer Malai became the person she is today, how you came to be. And growing up in Indiana, let's talk about a little Jennifer Malai as she's growing up. How's the family life? Tell the people about mom, dad, brothers and sisters, a- any uh, family reunions. Give me some good stories. Give me some juicy <laughs> stories from, uh, you know, you growing up and, and finding out, finding your way in this world. Okay. Um, so I am an only child. Um, my mom and dad have supported me throughout my entire life um, with anything that I want to do. And when I was really little, I decided that I really wanted to get into dancing. So I was a competitive dancer until I was about 18 years old because that's kind of when the cutoff is. But, you know, you can pursue it in so many other avenues once you leave the competition circuit. But I was really into dancing as well as singing. 
Um, I did talent shows. I was in my, you know, my uh, choir. I was in senior choir for three years. First year, you can't be in senior choir, but I got to be in third uh, for three years in senior choir. Um, you know, I, I got to do so many different performances through singing. And, you know, singing and dancing are both a part of the arts, but they are also very, very different. And, you know, when you're on stage dancing, you're using your um, kind of your body to express how you feel and things like that. But when it comes to singing, it's all about your um, emotions and your the rawness of it. You know, you're singing and you're telling people a story. So storytelling, um, things like that. I've been on stage ever since I could remember. So it feels like home whenever I get to perform on stage. Of course, you get butterflies, but, um, you know, I really, really enjoy it. Um, I do get nervous, but, you know, that's that's part of it, right? If you're nervous, you care. Absolutely. <laughs> it's really important to you. So, um, but I've been dancing and singing ever since I can remember. And I decided to professionally um, go into music about four years ago. So that was kind of the big step for me because I just decided to um, pursue that the most. Um, I'm also a judge for dance competitions too. Um, I'm a choreographer as well. So going from a student to a teacher to a choreographer and now to a judge as well is super cool. It's kind of con- con- uh, full circle. Um, I'm supposed to be judging a nationals in June in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, but we'll see, you know, where that leads. But um, I just love singing and dancing and it's been a part of my life ever since I can remember. Well, I hope that all works out, Jennifer Blatt. And like I said, Thank I have you. a I have a 14-year-old that's been dancing for six years. She's a company girl. And I, I'm guessing yes. that's, that's how uh, you come up. Uh, I mean, when did you start dancing? Um, I would say I, would, I was like seven or eight years old when I started dancing. And then competitively about the age of eight or nine. <laughs> wow. Right away. Getting out there. If you're going to do it, right. be the best at it. And, you know, that's a good work ethic. That tells people a lot about you, Jennifer, from a lot. So what came first, the singing, the dancing, or did somebody just hand you a guitar and say, hey, work on this thing? Well, I would say dancing was um, how I really started going on stage. Um, But I really wanted to start singing, too, because that's a part of the arts. And I just really had a really big love for it. So I started singing that. I was in a group with some girls called the Dazzlers. Um, they're like really good friends of mine. And I really just started really getting into music more. Um, <laughs> it kind of skyrocketed. And now that's my, like, my entire life is music. Um, but I do like to dance. You know, I do um, the, you know, the music video, different drummer. I love to incorporate my dance as well. And when it comes to judging and things like that, um, you know, I, I, I love to dance too. So, you know, they're, they're just both have been a part of my life for so long. Oh, I got to find some videos of the, of the dazzlers. Where are they at? Where, where do they live out there on the internet? You growing up in the, in the digital age, there has to be some evidence <laughs> of you out there with your first singing group, the dazzlers. <laughs> um, I would say, um, you should probably find us on YouTube, but, um, you know, we, we were, uh, performing for a while and then, um, you know, the, how life is. And sometimes, you know, people go different ways in their careers and things like that. So 
I wanted to keep on singing and things like that. So, um, you know, I really got into my music even more and um, go, going to Nashville and things like that and recording. So, oh. you know, that became a big part of my life. Jennifer Malad, don't you think I'm not looking? I see the Dan- the Dazzlers uh, dancing group. There's the Dazzlers uh, uh, Laredo AS8. Nope, nope, not those Dazzlers. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm it's looking. It's been a while. <laughs> I will find the Dazzlers, and we'll find out uh, uh, where you started. Because you know these are the, the, the first things, the, the memories, the, the first notes that you were singing uh, in front of people. And, and yes, it just gets better and better with practice. So, but you say you were, you were doing dance competitions at eight years old. I mean, how, yes. how did that make you feel competing at that age? Oh, I, I loved it. Um, I, I absolutely loved competing. And, you know, I sang as well, like when I was like nine or 10 years old too, doing solos on the stage and things like that. So, I've, you know, it's been a part of my life just as much as dance. <laughs> it's been a really amazing journey. Well, you say you're an only child. Your mom and dad put all their energy into you. What did you learn from your mom? What did you learn from your dad? Uh, what kind of work were they doing? And, and how, did that, how did that affect you growing up, Jennifer Malak? Well, uh, my mom and dad have always been, you know, completely supportive of me and everything that I do. And my mom is actually a vocal teacher. So that's kind of a uh, key <laughs> part of my life. She's my teacher and she has taught me everything I know. So I've just been really, really lucky. And my dad is in the financial side of business and things like that. So um, two different worlds, but my mom has always been in the arts ever since uh, she was little too. So I think I get it from my mom. (laughs) And uh, my dad, you know, was a big athlete too in high school and college and varsity teams and things like that so it's kind of funny because dance is also i kind of consider dance as kind of a sport too but um it's artsy as well so i kind of get my dancing from uh my mom and my dad and then singing from my mom and my dad sings too but (laughs) no you better believe it the the great paula abdul said opposites attract and and i think uh you 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 hit the nail on the head you got uh two you know people from that you would say from the outside are two different worlds, but really when they come together, they form a, a you know, they, they complement each other. And, and then together exactly. they grew a, a very nice girl, a very, uh, a, you know, sparkly <laughs> girl, you. you know, big smile. Yeah. You, know, you know, I, I, you know, your outer, your social media, it just, it, it dazzles, it, it, you know, the, your smile comes out, it, your bubbly personality comes through, you know, and a lot of times that, you know, that is your outer persona. Would you consider yourself, uh, you know, outgoing and extrovert? I, I do. Um, I'm, I really love people. Um, I feel like throughout my life, um, I've met so many people through so many different uh, networks, whether it's the dance circuit, whether it's, you know, indie artists. Uh, things like that. I love charity. I love to be able to, you know, help out other people and, um, you know, help people through difficult times, but as well as really happy times too. So I love people. I guess I'm an extrovert, but I also, you know, I feel like I'm an introvert too. I like to be, you know, have my personal space and I love to read and just like relax and 
chill out, things like that. So I think both, but. Um, oh yeah, I Every, like my long time. Yeah, too. <laughs> everyone needs a little quiet time, a little a little in- introspective. I mean, but right, yes, exactly. You, you found yourself very fortunate. You had a, a vocal instructor in the house, right there, That's right, uh, teaching you. <laughs> you know, you could. Uh, you know, there are a lot of kids that that'll go out and just belt belt out. Uh, you know, whatever song uh, comes to uh, comes on the radio, but you had someone that could actually uh, t- turn your vocals into something <laughs> that was usable that that's fantastic i mean what what do did you, she teach you growing up I mean, it could be well, do you yeah no, go, go ahead sorry no it, it could have been good or bad but uh it sounds like it was good go ahead and tell me do you remember um star search i remember star search well my mom was on star search <laughs> you have to be kidding me i you know the she one was. the one that i remember you know ed, ed mcmahon he was the the dude, Star Search. He was the uh-huh. the the um. Oh my goodness, the oh he, the, the American Top Forty, the the one who does American Idol or did American Idol. Uh, well, he. Oh my goodness, why why did that? That's <laughs> okay. The 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 guy who did the announcing on American Idol. I know you know him, Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. That's right. Ed McMahon was the Ryan Seacrest. Maybe not quite oh, as like maybe <laughs> not quite as good looking. But certainly, he was the Ryan Sequest of the of that show, and I remember Sawyer Brown came out of Star Search, and so many uh, big artists came out of there. But Sawyer Brown's the one I remember the most because they're—I mean—they still have a, a place in my heart there because they they did win Star Search, and I, I play them as often as as I can. But uh, oh man, so yeah, she like was Sam on Harris, Star- the Bronx. yes, yes. Oh, Sam Harris, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, and, I mean, oh my goodness! My mom. <laughs> tell tell the story about your mama. My mom was up against Sam Harris. <laughs> oh, whoa! whoa. <laughs> so <laughs> quite lofty. I mean, that's that that's that's a hard one After to beat. Four times, I believe. <laughs> but still, but, um, she she got yes. a lot of FaceTime on TV and 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 a of lot of course. exposure there. I mean, did it? Yes. Did it take her into a career of? Of of singing around Indiana at least or or anything? Definitely. Um yes. she was also in the Philharmonic Orchestra um for like fourteen years. She plays viola um and like piano and things like that. So she's been, you know, with the everywhere when it comes to music and uh she's definitely the best mom in the world. So <laughs> All <laughs> I right. feel really lucky. All right, get her the T shirt and the coffee mug. Best mom oh, in the I world. Have, I have. <laughs> no, that's fantastic, and I, I fully believe that singing and entertainment and and it's in the blood. At least one or both parents have to have a little bit of it in them for the most part. It it seems like it's in the DNA. And then having your dad in the financial that's going to keep you uh, you know out of trouble because uh, you know a lot of uh, of <laughs> right. singers and and actors and people that that go into the business. They they start to sign with these agents and and you gotta have somebody on your side that's not going to uh, to rip you right. off so to speak. I mean, right. I, w- what are the pitfalls? I mean, what what have you what have you found from uh, you know getting into the music business uh, just four years ago? We're on the on the ground floor, nothing to go, nowhere to go but up. Let's go uh, with Jennifer Malat. Right. But well, I mean, since you started and you said you said I'm gonna do this. This is going to be my job. I mean. Let's before that, 
when you got out of high school, did you have any any ideas of what you wanted to be when you grew up? Did you do some college or or, or was there a fallback that, that mom or dad wanted you to do or or where did you go from from high school? Well, when I um, when I was in my senior year, I felt like I was one of the only people that didn't choose a college yet. And I was <laughs> really torn because I really wanted to keep dancing and singing. You know, that was that is my whole life. It was my life. It is my life. And I decided that I just wanted to pursue that. So um, instead of going to typically a college, I decided to travel and to be able to, you know, go to Nashville and record and um, be a choreographer for different uh, studios around town and things like that. So um, I definitely feel like I took a different path. Um, but at the same time, um, I had so many incredible experiences because of that. So I just feel really lucky to have been able to pursue my dreams in that way. And for, and, uh, yeah, fortune favors the bold. And I'm glad you had your mom and dad backing you up. What what, what did they think about that? Did, did they say, you need to go to school and find something? Or did they say, hey, this dancing and singing is going to take you far? What was, the, what was their their reaction? They were like, you go, girl, go for it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel, you know, I, I just feel so lucky because I know there's some indie artists out there and some people out there who, you know, the, their parents want them to be, you know, they want them to go to college and have a, you know, certain strict uh, job or things like that. And that's fine if you want to pursue being a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that. Um, I just, I felt like there really wasn't a, a spot for me in college. Um, I just felt like, you know, I want to be able to explore the world and follow my passion the way I want to. And, um, you know, at first it was kind of like, are you sure? Because, you know, this is a big step. And I was like, yes, I, I want to. And, you know, there definitely has been some times where, you know, it's kind of like, very different for people to kind of understand because sometimes not going to college means like, Oh, what are you going to do? Kind of thing. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to make my dream work. I want, I want my dream to be my life's work. I want to be able to, um, that's my plan. A, I don't really have a safety net. Um, uh, you know, you get a lot of ridicule sometimes because you don't go to college or, things like that, but college is always going to be there. You know, if I, if I want to become a English teacher or something like that, of course I will go to college. Um, but for music and dance, it just didn't seem like a right fit for me. Um, and you know, I just decided to just, you know, take a leap of faith. <laughs> hey, if you have the whole world, uh, all the knowledge of the world at your fingertips. So school of life, is where you're going. And now you say you started with the dancing and the singing very early in life. When did you pick up the guitar? Um, pretty recently. Um, I would say for about a year and a half, I've been playing guitar. Wow. What made you want to add that to your repertoire? Um, I wanted to be able to really understand music even more than I do now. Um, playing or, you know, playing a, uh, sorry, an instrument, compared to you know singing a song it's very different and um you know i've obviously learned a lot of music theory through my choir 
um, things like that throughout my life and taking lessons from my mom. Um, but when you really get down to it and you want to write a song um, and you're kind of not struggling, but it's kind of like, wow, I really wish I could <laughs> tell you what I want, um, tell you how I feel and how I want to portray this. Um, I decided that I wanted to play guitar and Ever since then, my writing has um, taken off, and I feel like I'm able to express myself even more now um, and understand music even more. So it was a really, really good choice for me, and I really enjoy it. Oh, these are good tips for people that are just starting off in the music industry and trying to make their way. Now you had your mom that was playing viola and piano. Did she have you play any of that? Did you, did you have any interest? In playing those two instruments or any other instruments? Yes. Um, so throughout my whole life and dancing and things like that, my my schedules were insane. And I believe <laughs> I you. Be, Overachiever I'd might be, going, be the word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd be like, you know, going to school and then going to practice and then on the weekends be practicing too. I'd be dancing about 30 hours a week. So my mom definitely was like, maybe you should try piano. Um, but I, I think I started a few different times, but, you know, just dance and singing kind of, um, you know, took priority. And, um, I definitely want to be able to learn piano. I think that's a really amazing instrument. My mom plays piano. So why not learn from one of the greatest teachers around town? So, um, <laughs> around the world, I think, I think my mom is just incredible and, you know, I, I love her so much. So, um, you know, I think it'd be really cool to add another instrument too. You never know, right? Yeah. It's not bragging if it's true. You got a great teacher right there in your own home. The two of them, in fact, your dad teaching you things as well. Now, but that you having a chorus and using your voice as an instrument, you do have sheet music. So you know how to read music being in chorus, correct? Correct. Yeah. See, yeah, I never took chorus. I, uh, you know, I, I do karaoke shows and I get to hear other people sing. And there's a few 80 songs that I'll attempt just because they're goofy. You know, video killed the radio star and word up. And you know, yes, you, you whippersnapper, you may not know those songs, but you might, <laughs> you might. Uh, you know, you have a mom and dad that probably gave you a good musical education growing up. I mean, what, what kind of music was your dad into? And, you know, if you if you can remember what he was playing in the car. Oh, wow. Um, my dad. Hmm. He plays guitar, too. So, OK, <laughs> um, see, it's it's in the blood. Both sides. It is. Um, my dad, you know, he's downstairs every night playing his guitar, whether it's like a song or just, you know, practicing or things like that. So my whole life, I've just been hearing guitar. I've heard piano. Uh, my mom teaches other students as well. So, um, you know, listening to Broadway, pop, country, um, ballads, R&B, everything. Um, it's been in my blood for a really long time. I mean, I remember driving down the road with my mom listening to Up, <laughs> the album by Shania Twain. You better believe it. The, the, wait, the, the, pop, <laughs> the pop version or the country version? I think it was different I colors, was, right? The red, the, the red one is the green, I think, was for the UK or something like that. And then the red was for America. Well, no, there I, was. I a, yeah. From what I remember, and I, I remember Shania Twain around this time. This is a 90s Shania Twain 
I think I met her at a at a uh, Walmart in uh, Florida City uh, around oh, that time, wow. around the the turn of the century, the turn of the millennium. I remember she was yeah. she was quite petite and she was wearing her her normal half shirt jersey thing that she was wearing around that time. And yeah, I was working for the radio in, in that in that time. And yeah, yeah. I, um, but uh, I, I think one of them was pop version and one of them was country version right so right. yeah it was just They're both it, incredible oh so. yeah and so there's a there's an artist that you can emulate that did not limit herself uh you know she was a predecessor to I mean, she had to have of inspired uh, the likes of taylor swift and and others who who haven't limited themselves or oh you got you got to do country you're a country star nope yeah i do what i want i do what i like i I have a voice and I will put it, I'll put it to whatever music I like. And that's, I, I know I said it in the beginning of this podcast, but I'm saying it again, Jennifer, a lot. Don't limit yourself. Nope. Don't do it. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. Now, I love yeah. all types of different uh, genres of music. So Now you got to tell me that mom and dad played together at some point. Um, I would say yes. Um, <laughs> my, my dad is saying to when my mom has played piano and, um, like they've played guitar together before, um, but you know, we just—they're all—we um, all love music. So I, I can imagine you at Christmas time, the singing Malots. You know, you coming over <laughs> at family family gatherings, and oh, the Malots are here. It's time to sing. It, 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 this is just me projecting. Funny. <laughs> I mean, so was there anything like that, or or, or were you singing together, or the three of you? in the car or, or were you the, the typical teenager growing up and not really caring what their music is and putting your headphones on or, you know, going your oh, own wow. way? What, what was in uh, your, what, what was in your wait? I guess you would have, it wouldn't have been a Walkman. Uh, let's see. It had to be an iPod. I have I, yeah. I have iPods and CDs. Um, I would say throughout my life, you know, I remember in sync. I remember playing that in the car with my mom and dad, and we're all like singing "Bye Bye Bye" and things like that. So, um, during our road trips and things like that, of course, we're gonna rock it out in the guitar and or in the car, not the guitar. What am I saying? Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I could have seen you back in the back seat there in your little in your uh, kitty chair, but you didn't have a guitar back then. Uh, you know, maybe right. a, maybe an ukulele would have fit your fingers a little better. <laughs> True, true. So, all right. So tell me about the family trips. You know, you say you, you broke out of high school and you wanted to, to travel a bit. But, you know, previous to that, you did some, some road trips with the fam. Uh, any, anything interesting there? Any, any uh, memories that you care to share? Um, well, uh, wow. Um, I feel like throughout my um, grade school years, middle school, high school years, um, obviously dance led me to travel a lot as well and uh i would be going to nationals in um you know cape may new jersey myrtle beach south carolina orlando florida things like that and uh one of the one of the greatest memories i think i've had when it comes to um dance was when i was about i think it was 14 years old and i um was in myrtle beach south carolina for nationals and i actually one nationals for a tap solo that I competed in. And um, that was one of the biggest goals that I've ever wanted to reach and that I've reached when I was a kid. You know, I, I dreamt of 
winning a nationals and I actually did. And that's probably one of the biggest memories of, um, accomplishment or as like, as a kid, I just like really remember it. And it like really is an important memory of mine. Um, but you know, whenever I get to travel for my music, going to Nashville, Tennessee, Pigeon Forge, um, you know, I just, I feel so lucky. I love, you know, talking to people from all around the USA, um, you know, coming all together and things like that for competitions or for performances. I just love it. I really appreciate it. See, I'm thinking all small. You're telling me that you're in competitions for dance at eight, nine years old. And I'm thinking, oh, competitions around Indi- Indianapolis. Oh, that's wonderful. No, you're taking over the country with your dancing and your singing and your, and your talented self, Miss Jennifer Malott. I had no idea that <laughs> competitions would have taken you so far. You went to nationals. That ha- had to feel good. Yes. Yes. It felt amazing. And I just like, I've been a part of the arts for as long as I can remember. And one of the first things that I decided that I wanted to get into was I had the opportunity to be, um, to, to work with Radio Disney. And I was a part of their uh, extreme team. And that was part of dancing and, and voice as well. And we were, we would open up for, um, artists in upcoming and things like that too. Um, like the Jonas Brothers and things like that. Angel, um, Triple Threat, a couple other, um, groups as well. But, um, when I got to see those people on stage and I was a kid too, um, being able to see these upcoming artists and seeing their journeys too, I was like, I want to do that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've just been in dancing, singing in the arts forever, <laughs> my whole life. Oh, there was a time I wanted to work for Disney in, in Riddy Creek's fire department. Uh, and I applied for that. And I, I, I got I got an interview, but I ended up not getting that job. And I ended up in, uh, in Key Largo, Florida in the fire department. So, yeah, Disney and competition. You know, I, I competition is a is a major thing for for a young person i mean in 1976 i won the first grade miami herald spelling bee and i still brag about it today that was a great accomplishment for me (laughs) that's amazing so yeah so competition is great i mean just uh, it it's good for kids i i don't know Uh okay you being uh, half my age or even less than half my age growing up in in the time that you did were there a lot of participation ribbons or was there actual competition where, hey, if you wanted to get the, the gold ribbon, the, the blue ribbon, the, the number one trophy, you had to be the best or did everybody get a trophy? Um, I would say when I started getting into um, the dance competition circuit, it was very much um, you win, you win, you lose, you lose. Um, there were definitely... Um, awards called adjudication awards and it wasn't necessarily like everyone got one it was an award to give to people to understand their average of like their their grade so um other than overall there's you know bronze silver high silver gold high gold platinum diamond a bunch of different names um and they give you um grade averages based on how you're performing so that was kind of like your award that you would get um but it, it was kind of an award but it was just kind of a way to like understand the um the process if that makes sense um 
But, you know, sometimes you weren't in the top 10 or the top five or the top three. So, you know, you just would work on your judge critiques and you would get better and come back next month or um, next year and just do your best. So I feel like throughout my life, um, you know, I've definitely learned uh, how important working is and working hard for what you want. I'm glad you said that, Jennifer Malad, because, uh, you know, if you're going to get into a, a something that's going to be in competition, uh, you you have to strive to be the best. And unless you know, truthfully, where you're at, you know, such as, as a competition like American Idol that we mentioned, where Simon would always give people exactly what he felt. He wouldn't sugarcoat it, such as the, uh, you know, Paula Abdul might have sugarcoated it a little bit right, more. Right. than, And then Randy was always right in the middle for me. Ah, dog, it was a little pitchy, you know, that kind of thing. But but you have to know, <laughs> and you being a judge now and having that responsibility, is that what you put, how you put your judging? And, you know, does it depend on how old the kids are? Do you, are you, uh, you know, with their feelings? Are, are you aware of their feelings, that it, it, depending on their age? Or or does it not matter? Is it is a competition a competition? Um, I would say... I have a little bit of tough love. Um, I wouldn't be like mean. I don't think I've ever been like mean on judge critiques or things like that. But, you know, if somebody's doing a, a move or a certain step that they probably shouldn't be at the time, I definitely let them know because, you know, dance and, you know, singing, you know, it's kind of like this is a really weird uh, thing to say, but it's like building blocks. It's about like, you know, starting at one point and getting to the other. And sometimes I feel like we like to skip to the really cool things, you know, like, let's do a backhand spring. Well, if you've never done a cartwheel, how are you going to be able to do a backhand spring? It's very different, right? Um, so I definitely, um, I love to give love. I love when I get to see other dancers or singers, um, if I'm judging them. I really, really appreciate when I can see the love and passion in their face when they're performing. I know that sounds super cheesy, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes um, when you're watching people, it's kind of like a smile is just kind of on their face. And it's kind of almost like plastered on that. Like it's kind of like I'm just smiling and they're not feeling it. And I feel like music is also the same way. Um, if you are on stage and you want to, you know, portray a certain song and you want to um, help others feel a certain way, if you're just kind of like halfway into it, it's not going to be as effective. And you want to be able to tell the story. So whenever I see dancers, when I'm judging, um, telling a story or, you know, their their whole heart's in it and they're showing emotions, um, I love that. And I'm like, yes, that's amazing. Great job. You know, um, that's what I want to see, you know? So yeah, Jennifer, okay. a lot, you, you don't want to see the sad phases, but you have to remember all the work that you put into the strive that you put in to, to get to the nationals. Wouldn't you want to put that on a, on a little person's face or, or on someone who's competing, you know, give them that same satisfaction. How did you feel? I mean, with the, the feeling that you had when you went from competition to competition, some of them you won, some of them maybe you didn't do so well, but then you got to that one national and you win. 
how you know you have to know that that feeling is so important to someone who's in competition who's striving to yes. be the best you, you give them a good work ethic uh, so to speak exactly and when i um you know won that award and i like was walking up to receive it and you know i was talking to the audience and things like that um it was just like an incredible feeling because you know when you go when you have a passion, no matter what, you're, you're going to fight for it. And sometimes you go through rough patches. Sometimes you go through, you know, amazing, incredible experiences. And like, it kind of like all hit me at once. Kind of like, wow, like everything I did was worth it. And I made it. Like I, I, I made my goal, you know? Yeah. So that was kind of a really, really amazing moment for me. So when I can give that to somebody else, and see their face when they win first first place or things like that and see how amazing they feel. It's like, it's an accomplishment for me too, if that makes sense. No, a pivotal moment for Jennifer Malat. Uh, you know, that was something that, that kept you going. You you probably stood a little taller. I mean, you know, maybe felt like, wow, I'm a peacock, you know, felt a little more <laughs> colorful, and, you know, you know, bigger and just, wow, you know, that, that you you accomplish something, and I, I know that you know I've won things over the years, and and when you I mean when you lose, ah, you, you feel a certain way. I need to try harder, but then when you win, yes, all this work was for good. You know that's exactly, ah. and and I also felt you know another huge moment for me was literally last year. Mm. Um, I am a part of the ISSA's, um, which is the International singer songwriter association and the 2019 awards were in august and i was up for a different a couple different nominations and i won a uh, rising star of the year um for 2019 and that was my moment for my music it was like it was just i was so overwhelmed like i was trying not to cry so it was just like wow like you know i'm doing something right you know <laughs> Um, people are noticing. And I just think that's incredible when you, you know, get recognized for um, things and things like that and your hard work. Um, I was just so, so happy. I'm still over the moon about it. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just felt so incredible. And that feeling is amazing. It's it good. just really pushes you forward. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you know that you're in the right, you made the right decision. You know, I didn't, right. man, I didn't go to college, but I'm making it, I'm doing it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm striving to be the best singer that I could be and make a living off of this. I mean, what kind of, uh, uh are, are you doing shows? Are you doing weddings? Are you uh, getting on stage or are you, you know, what kind of events are you, are you into since the, the four years ago when you, you said, look, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. I'm doing this. What kind of gigs yes. are you getting? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I've done gigs in Nashville, on Music Row, um, coffee shops, bars, um, the Opry, Mills, Mall. I've been able to perform there. Um, you know, I love doing things downtown as well, different events. Um, I wanted to be able to go to the Masters. That was kind of a big plan for me for this year. Mm -hmm. um, go down there and perform around town during the masters and things like that but since it's postponed um i'm not you know <laughs> i just hope i get to be able to do it this year um and then cma fest 
CMAs in general, just to be able to go down there and perform around town and do these special events and things like that. It's really incredible. Um, even Nashville Spotlight, which is a Nashville TV show that I got to be on um, for a few years, um, to be able to do that was a really a really cool thing too. And that's that's another huge uh, part of my music career. That's kind of how it all began. Was um, my group, the Dazzlers? We were um, asked to perform down in Nashville, Tennessee. And go down to Nashville Spotlight and perform on this TV show. And when we got that call, it was like, what? You know what? Like, yes, let's do it. So we went down there and um, my my girls and I performed and we did our own, you know, solos and things like that. And that's when I met my first producer. Um, she was there as well. And her name's Jonelle. She's a really nice lady. And um, I was able to work with her for a few years. And uh, it was just, that's kind of how the bug started. You know, she's like, I want you to, you know, come to my studio and, you know, record a song and see if you like it. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I was nervous. So I went down there and I recorded a song my, the first time. And I was like, yeah, I think I want to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> You better believe it. All right, Jennifer. I I, I saw. I you know it it just struck me. I I went to your SoundCloud and yeah, right there. It, I didn't hit me till just now because I was listening to your SoundCloud earlier today, and it says right there you were soprano for the Dazzlers. And if you go down a little bit, there you are uh, with the Dazzlers out here on my own. So uh, yes, that was pretty old, but. <laughs> Oh no! Hey, why do you say that? That's the stuff I grew up with in high well, school. Well, I don't keep I don't keep up SoundCloud. If that makes sense, um, I'm I'm more on Spotify, um, Apple, Reverb, Nation, things like that. So when you said SoundCloud, I was like, wait. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay, out there. I haven't updated that in a minute. So. Well, I'm putting it on the show notes so people can find it. Uh, my loyal listeners will be uh, perusing you, stalking you, because uh, that's such an accurate word, you know. Uh, you know, make sure that they follow you and and uh, and, and learn more yes. about you and and catch a rising star. Uh, four years, uh, you know, out on her own doing her thing uh, out here on my own. Get it? Uh. Yes. <laughs> well, if they follow me on Reverb Nation, um, there's a tons of different info on there about shows, performances, um, my different music. Uh, songs, things like that. Uh, Bands in Town as well is a really cool app um, where you can follow me when it comes to where I'm going to be doing shows or performing next. Um, and I also have my own website too. It's jennifermalott.com. Oh yeah. Um, I got all that. I'm ready to, I'll put it on the show notes for sure. Uh, you know, uh, give the people an idea of how to get a hold of you uh, um, on social media. Uh, now, Jennifer Malott, you definitely have that branded. If they look up Jennifer Blatt on the Google, everything's coming up, all those different links. Uh, but uh, continue. I mean, there, if there's more to explore, tell tell people. <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm on different social medias, um, Facebook. I have an artist page on there. Um, I have an Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time. 
Um, and I'm on YouTube as well. If you would like to check out some of my music videos and my music is on YouTube as well. So, um, there's a bunch of different outlets. <laughs> so, um, I would love to get to know you. Yeah. You just got a new subscriber today. Uh, radio, what, uh, YouTube and, uh, make sure Yay! you check, check out the different <laughs> drummer by Jennifer Malad. Catch the, the, uh, skills, the tap dancing skills of Jennifer Malad for sure. And, and I see. Oh my goodness, I forgot. Indianapolis, the Indianapolis 500. Ah, oh, you were going to sing there. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. I mean, that one of my <laughs> biggest shows was at the uh, the Homestead Miami the Speedway with 70,000 people listening to right, listening right. to me on the ones and twos. But hey, hopefully Saturday, June 6th, the Opry Mills unplugged. You'll be out there in Nashville. Hopefully that keeps going. Come on. Yes, yes. You know, we just got to pray about it and just see what happens. Well, but, I, from what um, I understand, the Chinese went into quarantine uh, January 23rd, and they just broke out, started to get into the streets last week. That's about three months. Okay. So right. I could see May, June breaking out into the streets, you know, little by little. Yeah, I, yes, I, let's hope. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the virus is going to get me. I, I mean, I. I, I think um, my immune strong enough. I am worried about some folks who who may have had pre existing problems. You know, o- older folks that their their immune systems go down. You know, for me, if I do get it, hey, it'll probably be a, a really bad cold. You know, and and, and we'll get through this. But uh, I, I do uh, take precautions uh, for the older folks. You know, I, I I wouldn't want them to get the flu or even mega flu, Corona, uh, COVID nineteen. You know, but uh, right. I mean, w- what what's the the what's the the view out there in indianapolis in that area how are you guys coping um, it's not very good um we're one of the hot spots um i think we're in the top 25 i think we were for 14th place i think um when it comes to numbers in the country of cases um the county that i live in is actually the worst county in indiana right now yeah, this is um, where you don't want to be number one. You don't want to be the best. Right, you know, I, right. I, I hear about America bragging, hey, we've got the most corona cases. Yeah. No, you don't want to be the Not best. Not the best. That. Yeah. So um, we're just, you know, staying in, hanging tight, um, lying low. But, you know, I just want to be able to still be able to do some of my music. Although I can't, you know, travel to Pigeon Forge or Nashville or go down to the masters right now, or even tour, um, you know, I'm still focusing and I'm still, um, you know, practicing my guitar and my vocals and, you know, keeping it going. So, yeah, a lot of the kids are out there doing, uh, lives, live videos on their Facebooks and their Instagrams. And, you know, maybe you'll pick up the guitar and just kind of sing into the camera, you know, give yourself a little, a little practice session and, let the people see your face uh, a little bit. Is, is that something you're yes. you're doing? Yes. Um, I've been on a few different Facebook lives as well as Periscope. Um, I have one of those too where um, you can do some live shows there too. I want to be able to do uh, a stage show hopefully soon. Um, it's a, like a performance thing as well. Um, <laughs> I, so everyone I, I, I'll join. be the old fart who said, never heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I'm not getting into it. Hey, you stay on the on the Facebook, the Instagram, the YouTube, and the Twitter. Those are my four. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. You're <laughs> you know keep yourself in the in the public eye. And as soon as we break out of this, uh, you know what's the first thing thing you're going to do? Oh wow! Um, I would like 
to uh, go back to my studio to be able to record my originals. Um, but the good part is, although, you know, you are kind of stuck inside and things like that, you have a lot of time to um, really perfect uh, what you want to be able to do when you get in the studio. So that's kind of like the first thing that I really want to do that and go to a really nice dinner somewhere. I think that would be really cool to be able to go back to like Cracker Barrel or <laughs> like Olive Garden or things like that. Just to have a really nice meal with people around and like maybe hug a couple friends. I think that would be like pretty nice, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think that's been my favorite meme uh, places. Remember when you when we used to go to them? Yes. <laughs> remember when you would go get breadsticks on Olive Garden? Yes, places. I remember going to places. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, all right. I think we got a little idea of who you are, Jennifer Malott. And usually I, I finish these things off with last words of the people. Jennifer Malott, you can talk about, you know, something that you, words to live by, something that, that you heard that, that kind of inspired you as you were growing up and, and getting into things. or just something that pops into your head right now. Jennifer from Lot, last words for the people. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you so much for having me on the show um, to be able to, you know, talk to my fans and talk to my friends and family um, and to express like my music career. I really appreciate that. And, you know, to be able to help us indie artists have a platform. Um, it's, incredible so i wanted to say thank you to you um as well as my my family thank you for supporting me and my fans my mulatters <laughs> mulatters nation thank you so much for everything and uh of course god you know without god you know i just i feel really lucky to you know have him in my life so um yeah just i'm really excited for what the future holds I know that um, everything's been kind of postponed, but I just hope everyone's nice to each other, spreading love and positivity. And, um, you know, we'll all get through this, um, but I can't wait to get back to, you know, life again, to the real world. <laughs> well, there you have it, party people. Jennifer Malad. I could tell she was smiling throughout the whole podcast. I don't have to look at her. She talks with a smile. I could feel it. I could feel it. Her energy just came right through the lines. And I hope you sensed it as you were listening to her on the podcast. And yes, she says country singer and she could sing anything. I encourage you to find Jennifer Malott, M-L-O-T-T, and become a Malotter. Part of the Malachers Nation. <laughs> I think that's so cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Jennifer Malat. I think she's missing a vowel in her name. And she did tell me a little story about how her name was et etym the etymology of her name. Uh, it was quite a bit longer before it was shortened. Maybe you'll you can ask her about it. And may and if she comes back on the podcast as time progresses, I'll definitely have her tell you the story. Yeah, <laughs> little inside scoop that uh, I'll give you half of it. And then if you do get in touch with Jennifer Malott, you can get the other half of the story. How about that? There's a way, there's a call to action for you to go subscribe to her various social medias and follow her career as time progresses. Yeah, we're on the ground floor. I mean, she's just starting out. 
four years in the making and she's about to bust out and get out into the world. So I encourage you, if you get close to a Jennifer Malott show, go see this fine, talented, talented gal. Yeah. All right. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. If you, yes, you would like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keysdan.com thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some great, great quotes my favorite thing about the internet is that you get to go into the private world of real creeps without having to smell them Pendulette. The music you want. RadioWhat.com. Hey, Keys Dan. What you doing? My line. I'm playing the best music by request. 24 hours a day. Click on the request tab at the top of RadioWhat.com. RadioWhat.com. RadioWhat.com.